This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. head to the keep's teleportation circle. There's no indication that you're a fugitive as the guards at the checkpoint into the military side of the Azure Keep just let you in without question or concern when they see uh, Grimton's credentials. She sees Grimton's gorget. The lights are off. It's still early, pretty early in the morning, um, though the early morning sun illuminates the interior. Inlaid into the white tiles in the ground are a number of separate teleportation rooms, all mosaiced into the floor with their own colored tile. A lever mounted onto the wall shows the destination. Right now, it's programmed to send you to Temple. The other options are Celestia, Temple, Springwood, uh, Inanna Serene, Havenmere, Shroud Edge, which is crossed out, and the Fortress of Peace, which is crossed out. Shroud Edge? Yep. That's, that's a neat place. Is that on the map? Yes, kind of. Ooh. Go look at it. Go to advantagedd.com yeah, slash world. absolutely going to. Okay, wait, wait. So Shroud Edge is on... Oh, it's by the Shrouded Sea. It's the southern... The so, southeastern part of... Oh, okay. So, do you do you actually see Shroud Edge on the on the map? Why would, the, why would Shroud Edge be crossed out, Stephen? Yeah, well, it's not on the big map. It's on the... There's like a zoomed mm-hmm, in... Mm-hmm. And what... What, the entire... What's the name of that town that you see? Oh, New Shroud Edge. And what's one city to the west? Oh, the Dead City. Is that the Old Shroud Edge? That's another plot that you've never investigated. Oh, well, here we go. Today's <laughs> the day. Yeah, forget the main quest. This is what <laughs> we're doing now. <laughs> we all look at each other knowingly. Like, we well. gotta go. <laughs> do, you all, do you all have the shout edge option? Because I see <laughs> We all agree. You set the lever to shout edge, and you go do that. Yeah, what would happen if we went, if we tried? Is it just gonna, like, pew and not work, or is it gonna send us somewhere else? <laughs> um, give me investigation checks, please. All right. This will be your answer. Okay, good. Right. I don't actually want to try. I just want to know. I mean, Unnatural 20. I'll go ahead and give it to Morlinde. Um, Morlinde, you see two different mosaic patterns on the ground here uh, that are missing tiles. They appear to be deliberately chipped out. Ah. The fortress makes sense because they don't control it anymore. Or So, yeah. it, I, I mean, logic would dictate they've lost control of whatever this portal is, too. Yeah, the tile, the tiles being gone means that the spell's not going to work. So. Exactly. Uh, give me history Don't checks, everybody. 13. 20, or 19. Ooh, 21. 15. Arik, you remember Morden saying that he had blocked the teleportation circle in Selenia after Soul Forgers had broken in. Uh, it's probably a similar situation for Shroud Edge and the Fortress of Peace. Mm. Uh, so, can't confirm. It was a deliberate, like, mm, not going to happen anymore, guys, okay. sort of situation. There have been bogeys. Give me insight checks in general while you're in this space. Hey. Oh, no. 12. 21. 9. I rolled a 1. Grimton, uh, this room, as you're, you're looking around, taking attendance of it, uh, this room is big enough for maybe 100 people to stand in uncomfortably. Uh, and like it's clearly meant for diplomatic and officer travel, which is why you with your gorget were let in. This is not meant for troop movement. Uh, one could not successfully move an army with this tool. Alaris and Grimton, give me Arcana checks. That's my third not one for the day. Well done. 23. Uh, Alaris, you're thinking about it and this is there's probably a cooldown timer for this tele- teleportation circle. 
Uh, using it now will stop it from sending anybody for the next few hours. Uh, one could still probably return to this teleportation circle within that time, however, but because there's more magic used in sending a person than there is in receiving one. Mm. So I don't think we will be able to be followed for at least a couple hours. That's good. From here, yeah. From here. I'm going to assume that you said it too. Springwood, please say yes. I don't want to have to write anything else. Yes. Proud edge. For the no. night. <laughs> uh, and we want that edge isn't going to work. And we, we decide the, to go to temple. We use the pigment and we paint two tiles and we. Paint oh two no! And then we go. You figured to it out. Edge. We you you we, broke my shroud edge puzzle. Um, we go to temple. When we give the battery to the Empress, and we just... <laughs> Yikes. No, no explanation. We just show up, sit down, and be like, this is your problem, and then leave. Oh, my God. What was that we were talking about? Not being toxic players? I hate you. I love you guys so much. No, Holy we're, shit. we're going to the Springwood, obviously. Like. You're absolutely the worst, but you're my favorite the worst. Okay. You blink and are in the foyer of the Imperial Embassy. The mosaic teleportation circle uh, begins to fade. The foyer, even now, is light and airy. The pandemonium blues hang down between striking white marble columns. There doesn't appear to be anyone inside with you. But you can see through the windows that there's a pair of knights stationed at the entrance to the embassy. What with it being, you know, a government building and all. Maylin, seeing the guards, eventually says, Alaris, our goodbye kiss is going to have to be before this fuse is lit. Because, like, once you make your getaway, we're going to just have to go back to the mirror page. I love adventuring with you, but I can't be a fugitive. That's not a life I want to live. Uh, I'll help with the heist as I can, obviously. Like, we've planned for it. Distraction or whatever. But only if you promise that I'm not going to come away with heat on my ass. Got it? Got it. I promise. And then she gives you a big old kiss. Like the biggest goodbye kiss. Even though you're going to be around each other, the biggest goodbye kiss. We might die. <laughs> Flashback. Mama Geldream says, So what happens if the Imperial Embassy is guarded from the outside? You're going in the morning, so that's great. But what happens when they're guarded from the outside? It's a government building. Uh, what do you do? The new staff that I just got from Corlon lets me grant and hold on to pass without trace for an hour um and that makes it really easy for us to be sneaky it's not like illegal or anything like that for us to just walk in like we'll be seen and there are guards well you'd be walking out i guess yeah we're walking out out the doors oh what if there's a a couple guards right outside the doors of the government building we just walked out of oh oh you don't worry about that I'm definitely worried about that. I was just had my brain in the wrong space. We shouldn't be worried about that, right? Like, why should we be? We're not doing anything wrong. We're just here for visiting. We've been through this teleporter before. I don't think that there's necessarily any reason for them to question us. Do we need to have a reason prepared? Grimton's Gorget. Not if they like ask, like, hey, what y'all up to? Hard cut. You open the door. Oh, I wasn't expecting anybody today. This is one of the guards. How about that? It's more of an impromptu visit. Uh, less business and more, he points to uh, Ilaris. One of my companions wants to be more acquainted with his roots, just going to his service, more so as a favor to him and to strengthen the ties. All right. Y'all have fun. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good day. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. We'll see you in a bit. The Reliquy Tower is an impressive building. Its height and shape are clearly meant to invoke the weapon of myth that you've seen housed within it. The canes of the stained glass twist and fold eloquently to a point. In front are the two knights, just as last time. But now that you're here nefariously, you question why such a mythic relic would have so few guards. Uh, probably because it's covered in magic spells. That's a good, that's a good point, Morlinde. You know, looking back on it, it was a little strange that it would be so lightly guarded, it makes me think that there's something else going on there. I think that it has more to do with the fact that they're like, why would anyone take it? Like, there's not really anyone that can get here really that easily. You know, they're they're pretty secluded. But I'd rather play it safe and 
Ulrich, you have the Ice Scribe. I was just about to say, like, Corolla. I know I can see, like, magical surveillance, but I can I also see arcane defenses? I guess we'll I've find got out. Something like that too. Um, like Marlinda, you have detect magic, right? I have dispel magic. Mm. Ulrich, you see a scrying lens above the front door, and you can imagine, insight would tell you that there would also be a scrying lens at the other entrances. the uh, The one other entrance that you are aware of is in the cloister between the Celadrin seat and the tower. Do these scrying mirrors have sound? I'm gonna roll for that, I don't know. <laughs> it's an important question. I rolled a two, I'm gonna say that's a no. <clears throat> Do I get some kind of like rough idea of their field of view? Basically, it's just looking straight down at, uh, at the, the entrance. So like I could like, I could estimate blind spots without too much trouble. Correct, yeah. I mean, I turn to everybody else and just kind of like I point at uh, the spot and give like a nod, like you know, there's, there's, there's thing there. I go ahead and activate Pass Without Trace, and we've got that for a whole hour. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, so as long as you guys stay within 30 feet, um, you'll have a 10 plus bonus to dexterity stealth checks. Dang. Well, to all decks. I think to all decks, but in, it says dexterity, parentheses, stealth. So definitely so stealth. stealth. I would like to point out definitely. that that, is good. that makes my dex, or like my stealth check, literally 18. Um, <laughs> I could roll a two and get a dirty 20. <laughs> like. Grimton, what with this being a church? As you look uh, toward the double doors and remember the plan that you've created... You notice a sign noting scheduled events throughout the day. There appear to be nine total services held in a single 24-hour period. The service of Prime, which is about 6-ish in the morning. Terse, 9-ish in the morning. The Noon Memory, Nons, which is 3-ish. Typica at 6-ish. Vespers at sunset. Compline at bedtime. Midnight's and matins, which is early morning dawn. Man, this is taking me back to music history. Do my grandparents go to all those? They would go daily to the noon memory. Good, okay. That's more for like monks and priests and whatnot. Exactly. Not that the public couldn't attend, but they don't. Yeah, they're not as the- The noon memory will always draw the largest crowd, but doors are unlocked for, you can assume, for um, ambling. Uh, just throughout the uh, the chapel between probably Prime and Vespers. And then the doors are unlocked specifically for public to join each service at their set time. So, like, if you really wanted to show up for midnight, you could. Yeah, but it'd be like going to Walmart that late. Like, people will see us. I'm more of a matins person. <laughs> what time of day is it? Between Prime and Terse. So between 6 and 9. We'll say that Prime is just now ending. Okay, so there's like a small committed crowd of people leaving, maybe? Maybe. Crowd is a generous word, like group, like... If anybody at all, honestly, anybody from the public, probably not going to happen. But the doors are unlocked for the day. As, as it ends, we would also probably see the religious folks wandering about more. Guess we, uh, as sneakily as possible, go on in. Um, we can just walk in, right? And and by sneakily as possible, I don't mean like inconspicuously as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I don't mean we like Skyrim crouched sneak, and are now walking. Like yeah, like we just we just walked in and nobody cared. I had another question about the um, scrying mm-hmm. mirrors. It's two questions, I guess. Are they monitored all day? You don't know. Do they record? You don't know. Okay, that's fair. Can I roll Arcana to see if I can figure out how scrying mirrors work? Sure. That is a dirty 20. 12 plus 8. There has to be something maintaining the spell. Oh, yeah. But whether that is a mechanical thing that keeps it up in the way that, like, a computer runs all day, or perhaps a, uh, like, a watermill, like, once you 
pull the lever on a water mill as long as the water is turning, the mills were operating sort of situation. Something is maintaining that scry. Mm-hmm. So we go on in, inconspicuously. Inside, you see the god blinder. The pike floats magically four feet above a lifted chancel, right in the middle of the ambulatory. You guess that it's 20 feet in length and gnarled from the battles eons ago. There's a blood-red strip of fabric that hangs loosely from its obsidian spearhead. Flashback. Mama Galdream is with you in a long hallway of her home, drawing out, using the marvelous pigments with you and uh, her own drafting kit to sketch out perfectly a full-scale version of this spear. You see her add as much detail as she possibly can to this spear. Everything from a chip to uh, a knot in the wood, all of it is accounted for. Flash forward. Grimton, you look at it now and remember Morden's critique of the orcs. He said that they have no finesse or expertise in tools, and yet the obsidian spearhead appears to have been extru- expertly crafted. You remember pouring an obsidian cast of the Gorbring Crest when you were in Delft Deep and how difficult the matter is to work with. The skill in making this weapon tip is remarkable, but directly in contrast with your own experience of orcs. Inside the chapel, off to the side, Right now, there is probably two dozen monks and other uh, monastic figures, not actively in the service, but like having just gotten out, like still uh, crowded around the chapel. You don't see any other public patrons there having attended. At the altar is who you can identify as their excellency Maidwin Facewarn, Bishop of the Springwood, as he packs up some of the vestments and other sacred accoutrements. You notice that many of the monks, most of the monks, are exiting through a side door. Using your insight, you can imagine that this door leads into a hallway that has other holy-ish chambers, uh, like the, the linen closets of the church and then out through the cloister, back to the Celadron seat. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Joe, can I use the Wand of Secrets to detect and see if there's any traps surrounding the Godblinders, like, area? Yes. Uh, How stealthy would you like to do this? Mildly. We're going to say that you attempt stealth, then. So, as I remember, uh, the Wand of Secrets works as you take it out of your hand, and then you kind of, like finesse it and like spin it in the palm of your hand and then it kind of uh, works on a pivot in your palm and points toward uh, something of arcane dubiousness. I got a 23 stealth. You successfully pull it off without anybody noticing. You think it points at the god blinder. Ulrich, you see with I scry a cylinder Just the cylinder with open ends, as if somebody had taken a tube and set it on top of the the circular chancel upon which the the godblinder hovers, as if they had set that tube directly on top. And it runs floor to ceiling? It runs floor almost to ceiling. What's almost? Let's say that there's 12 feet of air between the top of the tallest point of the tower in which this area encases. Is it is this an open-ended cylinder or is there a lid? Yes. Okay. It is open-ended. I turn to Alaris who just did his like woolly woolly thing with his uh, wand of secrets. Wand. It's just like sort of whisper that you know I can see some kind of cylinder some kind of shield around it. I don't know if it's just for detection or if it actually would stop something but it's it's yeah. there and it's tall it goes up through most of the room yeah uh it's open at the top joe can i do an arcana check on the 
barrier. Mm-hmm. That's a 14. I'm trying to figure out how strong of magic it would potentially be. Just say, I can dispel magic at or below certain spell levels. That's that's what that's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. This appears to be a third level spell. Something uh it's a detection spell probably akin to alarm. Right. Perfect. Easy. Flashback. So how are we going to get the spear out of there and get the fake one in? Maylin says, "Isn't the spear like hovering in the air?" Yes. Yeah, what makes it hover? Magic. <laughs> like it's like a suspension spell. So that means we got to be careful with the spell magic. Because we can't just dispel. Yeah, we can't just drop it. Clang, clang, clang. How 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 heavy was the replica? Twenty foot weapon. At least hundred pounds. So okay, we have the bag of holding. If we like just finagle one side of it and just start walking, <laughs> like shimmying up, with, without it ripping. Well, this thing is standing vertically, right? It's it's standing at a slight angle so that the the ribbon up top drips nicely to represent the blood. Everyone has a bag of holding, correct? Correct. So we want to put the God Blinder in a new bag of holding that doesn't have one in it already, and then <laughs> use the one that has the God Blinder and pull it out of that one um, after, after the fact. Uh, here's what I am suggesting to do. Who among us are the strongest? I assume Ulrich and Grimton. I can cast haste on you guys to make it faster because what the way haste works is your speed is doubled and what that equates to is you get an additional action on each of your turns that action can be used to take only the attack action the dash action the disengage action the hide action or most importantly the use an object action which i feel go. like would be putting something in and out of a bag of holding one bag of holding bottom of the spear we dispel the magic, we go and we pull it down into an open mm-hmm. bag. Yeah. You can fly. So you go up to the top of the sphere, the spear with an open bag of holding containing the fake and pull it down with its own gravity helping you oh. as we as we And it just replaces itself. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if we do it correctly, the magic of the area will collect the new spear as the old spear leaves and it'll just just be right there. So what do you think, Alaris? Do you think think we could do that? Does that sound like it would work? Yeah, that sounds like it would work really well. Okay. I think we should make sure we dispel the alarm spell first though. I agree. I still think we need a distraction backup plan. Like if people look like they're about to notice, we need a way for them to divert. Uh Morlinde, do you want to take that? Hear me out wild shape yes uh, be a deer people like to look at deers a stag maybe the springwood was protected by a uh, a deva who masked themselves as an elk is that a bad thing to no no this elk just appeared in front of the congregation they would be very distracted oh that'd be a good distraction as they were in the middle of service it's like a sign. So, so you can do that? Yes, I can. Yeah. Awesome. Mama Girl Dream says, can I make a recommendation? Yeah. You could show up for one of the early, early morning services. So like midnights or matins or something like that. During that time, there would be nobody public in the ambulatory. They, But they would expect you having shown up for the service. So they would expect somebody to be there at the service while the rest of this is going on. Okay. Wait, are you saying that one of us needs to go to one of the services? It would make sense. I was kind of thinking that. Maylin raises her hand. Or sorry, Morlinde, will you go with me and do the giant elk thing? I mean, I am happy to go to the service and do the giant elk thing. I need to disappear to do the giant elk thing or they're going to know that I'm the giant elk. Well, you can be a giant elk for a significant amount of time, right? Yes. What if there's a darkness queue? If there's a what? What if darkness happens? During that time, Morlinde transforms. Or is this the black magic? Uh, this, this is the darkness that nobody yeah. can see. And during that time, you carefully walk forward, transform into the elk, and then when the darkness dissipates, you're there. Everybody is focused on you. Nobody knows what the hell just happened, but everybody's attention is focused on you. They think that it's some sort of 
Famaturgical miracle. Yeah. <coughs> Shut up, Alric. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, I have allergies. Uh, Mama Galdream gets up immediately to go get you some tea. Can't have allergies in the middle of a heist. Flash forward. Boy. It's between Prime and Terse. We absolutely want to check out the rest of the scries. Yep. Um, so Arik kind of starts doing a meandering circuit of the whole space and just kind of like, you know, looking like I did the first time I came in and like looking mm-hmm. at art on the walls and looking at mm-hmm. plaques mm-hmm. and stuff. So in uh, total, you see the one that was above the front doors, which you already mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. There's one over the gift shop. There's one above the Godwinder. There's one uh, looking into the chapel. And then down a hallway between um, a hallway that's open to the uh, the gift shop, which you could see some of the gift shop salespeople uh, like going back into as they get ready for the day. Uh, and which you could assume just logistically and floor planly that links up with the same door that the uh, monks were going to into after Prime. Uh, you can see the cone of vision back there somewhere. After making my circuit, I sort of regroup with everybody and, and give them that rough layout. I have another potential thing we can, I'll just, whenever we get outside I'll, I'll. You're outside. Sure. So I also have the ability to do rope trick, which is where I make a length of rope that rises into the air. You climb up it into an in- in- extra dimensional space and then it disappears from view. So if we needed to like make a, like pretend like we could like hide up there for a little while or something, you know, like it, it lasts for like an hour. Say so, you know, like if if we need to do something where we go away for a little while, there's there's another option there. Hmm. Um, Good option. So are we just wasting time then? Says Maylin. I mean, we know where all of the things are, right? What else do we need to look for? Let's give a quick rundown of exactly what we plan to do, like down to the minute. So the terrace starts at nine. We're doing this right at the beginning, like right at nine on the dot. So you want to do it during the daytime one? I'm fine either way. If we want to just kill kill time around town all day, that's fine. If we want to do it in an hour or whatever, two hours, that's fine. Your mother suggested doing it. Yeah, late night, early morning, which I feel like is probably a good suggestion. Flashback. I suggest doing it late night or early morning. Flash forward. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's wait around. So so, uh, matins, which is the three a.m. one, right? Yep. So three a.m. strikes. Everybody goes into matins. We wait five minutes to make sure any stragglers go in. You hear the single service bell ding in the tower. Uh, it is dark out, almost pitch black. There are stars in the sky. You hear uh, murmuring of monks in the cloister and a door open and one of the monks unlocks a door the the pair of doors at the front of the chapel Mm -hmm. and opens them wide to invite the public in though as typical they expect that nobody will because it is three in the morning Mm -hmm. all the while the pair of knights stand at attention at the front of the reliquy tower flashback so the plan then from there is for Morlinde and Maylin to, to go, go into service, service while Grimton and I focus on claiming the actual god blinder and Alaris focuses on replacing it with the fake. Yep. Well, we'll have to get into position and then disperse the black magic in that one minute or whatever 
should be enough time. How long does the darkness last? Up to a minute, unless dispersed by somebody else. So then, so we activate the darkness, do the swappy swap, Morlinde changes, the rest of us leave? Yes. How does Morlinde get out? She's an elk. Run into the woods? Okay, so then meet up in the woods. Straight back in and teleport home. Now here's a question. How clean of a getaway do you want? Squeaky? The cleanest. Yeah. Do you want a silent assassin this? What advantage would be gained by, by not, not having this? Silent assassinating it. Well, if you're going to silent assassin it, you're going to want to destroy the tapes. Mm. The, the tapes? What tapes? For the mirror. The, the scrying tapes. I got it covered. Okay. Flash forward with that sort of <laughs> ominous... <laughs> I'm here for the mystery. Okay. Let's do it. Yep. Like, that stressed Ulrich out, but uh, yep. Steven is here for it. Flash forward. Gotta have a little mystery into it, right? Um, yeah. That's, that's an Ocean's Eleven thing to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Matin's bell has rung. Yep. Um, uh, the monks have locked the door. Uh, the... Uh, Monk opens up the pair of doors from the inside to allow the public in. So, as, as we're walking over there before we get in, um, like right before, basically, um, I'm going to cast Fly on myself. Grimton and I get into position. Around the base of the Godblinder. Nah, but wait though, we haven't, because we, we haven't dispelled dispel the, the column yet. I can discreetly do that on my way in. So we, uh... Get to where we don't look suspicious when we're standing there, but we could very easily turn and immediately touch this the spear, flanking it essentially. <laughs> I imagine Grimton and I are like on either side of it. You are in full vision of one of the scries, Morlinde. As you and Maylin walk by, what do you do? Um, I'm going to cast dispel magic uh, on the alarm, very discreetly. South check. Don't forget your your plus ten. Fifteen. There are both verbal and somatic components to this. Um, dispel magic requires some sort of movement of the body as well as uh, the speaking of some sort of incantation. Yep. This is going to be seen from the uh, viewpoint of the scry as... Morlinde, you make it look natural enough as though you're talking to Maylin yep. as you walk forward, moving your hands in a natural way and your uh, mouth speaking naturally. That is uh, picked up by the scry, that you have been doing this. But there was nobody immediately around you to hear the verbal components. So nobody picked up what you were doing. The alarm is dispelled. I uh, look at Morlinde and give her the nod of like, yeah, yeah, you did and it. Make eye contact with everybody else. And we go into the service. As you walk into the service, Auric looks at Grimden, who is also flanking uh, the base of the shaft of the Godblinder, and... Auric looks at Alaris, who is where? What I would like to do as I'm about to fly up to the, the top is I want to shoot a level 2 magic missile and hit the four scry glasses. Flashback. Maylin says, how are we going to get rid of the, the scry lenses? Uh, I'm just going to shoot him with magic missile. How are you going to see it? Auric's got it in. Yeah. I figured Auric would just tell me where they were. You don't think that there'd be an easier way? That, seem, that seems a bit unreliable. What if you just use the ice cry? I, gross, <laughs> but doable. Uh, Auric, you down for that? I mean, it's grosser for you than it is for me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair, gonna I guess. Get, you're going to get my eye juice. Uh. Mm. Alaris, your eyes are already purple, right? Yeah. So that there's definitely like an awkward two minute scene where like I'm trying to like get it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> help him get it you're, in. You're like, fishing for it. Yeah. <laughs> Flash forward. And then uh, I shoot magic missile uh, level two at the four inside scry okay. classes. So you nail the one that is above the chapel. 
and the other one above the gift shop, and the one above the godwinder. You cannot see the one in the hallway. That was there from uh, Ulrich. I can roll for that one for sure and see if I get lucky. Because it's okay. in the hallway anyway, so it might not really matter that much anyway. Right. But we'll, we'll give it like a like a 50-50 if, that's, if that sounds good to oh, you. Oh, no, that's way too much. Um, but go okay. ahead and roll for it anyway on disadvantage because you can't see it. Actively from where you are standing. I got a 12. Uh, you see it bend into the corner of the hallway, but you can't see whether or not it hits it. From the view of Bishop Maidwin Faceform, they stand at the chancel in front of the chapel, uh, preparing for all the monks to file in and these uh, five strangers. Two of them join as the others are standing near the godblinder. As, as the prelude music begins to swell from unseen organs, which sounds very gross. <laughs> Squishy. Unseen organs begin uh, to create this, this music and Mei Lin nudges Morlinde to cue the darkness. Discreetly, so nobody sees me just like chucking something across the room. So I've been holding onto it through my pockets and it's time, so I just let it go and I give it a quick stop while I'm still seated and then everything goes black. The Reliqui Tower erupts in chaos, but none of it can be seen. You hear the sound of uh, the chapel chairs being shuffled around. You hear monks begin uh, chatting and murmuring and like, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? When the lights come on, what is seen? Morlinde has made it to the side, not the front, but the side of the chapel and has changed into the wild shape of a um, giant elk. That elk is just standing kind of catty corner e, um, and looking towards uh, the the monks and the priests and just like looking them dead on. Oh, 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 oh an elk. Wow. Oh. Praise be. A sign from Korla. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Everybody's attention is uh, surely focused on the giant elk at the center of the chapel. Um, meanwhile, Alaris is flying at the very, very tippy top of this spear. Right? Yep. Alric and Grimton um, fasten one of their bags of holding around the base of this godblinder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... I'm gonna say that probably Alric has the winch at this point. Sure. And attempt to like shoot it so that it grapples the tip of the Godblinder, and then just yeet. Just heave that mother Beep. down into the bag, huh? Like a smooth poop. Am I rolling a dex? Just like a what do you want me to roll? Yep, dex plus not proficiency, but just dex plus base. Yeah. I mean, my base roll is a 16, and my modifier is plus four. It's a dirty 20. It uh, latches on. In the way of, um, what's that stupid game called? In the way of Can Jam. Oh. <laughs> in the way of Can Jam, Alaris grabs the uh, the top of the grapple and like helps it latch onto the very, very tip. And as the grappling hook hooks onto it and starts yanking it, I'm going to just open the bag of holding that has the God Blinder in it and let it kind of pull out. And, and fall and hopefully follow the same trajectory. While using Mage Hand to guide it. While using Mage Hand to help guide it. I mean, you mentioned that, or Unseen Servant, or whatever it was. I did mention Unseen Servant. So like a ghost poop, this thing just goes Why? And hopefully the magical barrier that was causing the old Godblinder to hover will allow this Godblinder to hover. Give me that Arcana check, boyo. Uh, that's uh, 18. Like a glove. <laughs> The Godblinder replica slips perfectly onto the hidden arcane stilts that have lofted it as the uh, honest Godblinder is ripped into this bag of holding. So which one of you now has that bag of holding? I guess um, I'll say Grimton's holding the bag because I had the winch and so now I gotta deal with the winch, yeah. It works. Yo. It's 
it's there. It's hovering. But now there is a flying Alaris. Yeah. Auric is definitely like, get down. <laughs> and somebody's going to need to make a perception check. All right. I rolled. It was me. I, I'm making oh, a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> I'm got someone it. here. <laughs> you got it, Joe. That was a... I'll show you. It was a 13. Do you want me? Do Do you want me in particular to roll stealth? Nat twenty. Like hell. I guess. No, one hundred percent. Explain how. Explain how I. Ability. Very fast. How does this look? (laughs) Yeah. Probability. Like just as likely to roll a twenty as to roll a twelve. All right. All right. Here's here's how here's how it looks. I let the God Blinder out. I've been talking about coming in from above this whole time. I notice one of the windows slightly ajar, and I go out the side window and fly off (laughs) before the guards notice. Like a ghost. Alaris is out of the equation. Grimton, you're uh, concerning yourself with shutting the bag. Ulrich, you look into the chapel. Uh, taking note of the people there and the monks are all beginning to crowd around Morlinde, reaching out um, attempting to touch the giant elk at the center of their chapel well no sorry off to the side you did specifically say off to the side Maylin is looking behind to see how you two are doing we're going to flashback. Maylin asks, So once this is pulled off, given that you can pull it off, how does Morlinde escape? How do you escape? Well. Oh, I think the stag can just disappear into the woods. Yeah, but we're inside. Yeah, well, that's your problem. <laughs> no, it's your problem. Well, no, because there's a door. Yes, I suppose you could go through the door. You're just going to run back um, out? I mean, really, the issue is I'm sure that there will be some crowding once it happens. And then I will have to get away from said crowd. And then all eyes are going to follow you out the door. Well, not immediately. As you, you don't think that the eyes are going to follow you as you run? No, I'm saying I wouldn't go immediately. Like, everyone, I should be the last one out. Ulrich and Grimton, how are you going to get out then? I was thinking about this. It would look really weird if a deific presence arrived and we're like, all right, I'm out. I'll see you later. Like, even as just, like, casual onlookers, not really a part of this community, we would be curious and we would kind of watch. Here's what I'm thinking. Morlinde should go outside, but not like, okay, bye. Like, lead the congregation outside to like be more communed with nature uh. and then we just like follow as part of the crowd and then once Morlinde yeets off we can walk calmly with everyone else back out to escape to leave so you're saying parade it out yeah mm-hmm. purposeful parade everybody out yeah and we'll just we're just part of the parade just slowly like walks everyone out as like yeah, majestically. majestic and once they get outside and you know ooh and ah a little bit more than she bolts yeah but i'm not gonna start moving until everybody is um settled that's the plan how about we establish um maylin will be hanging out in the future in in sort of the back not necessarily crowding around at first so Maylin can look behind Ulrich, Grimton, one of you can give uh, her a signal, and then she can pass the signal on to Morlinde. Um, What's the signal? Whirlybird! Or just like something stupid. Are you gonna yell the word Whirlybird? Yeah, or just like <laughs> Kaw, you know, like something. Maylin like, hits you, Ulrich. <laughs> no. Um, it doesn't have to be a big symbol, right? No. This is... This is just between us and Maylin, right? Just yeah. to let her know. And then, All right. Yeah. She's going to do the same symbol back to Morlinde. Well, it could just be entirely somatic. Like, you wouldn't have to Yeah, it could just be a, no, yeah, like a here's quick what I'm nod. Do. It nod, nods are eh. So I'm going to make 
like very clear eye contact, and then I'm going to tap the side of my nose with my thumb. That looks pretty conspicuous. Which Little is you're do we... staring at me, but if we're in the <laughs> back of a crowd where everyone is looking at a giant elk and Mei Lin's the only one looking, it's you know, clear enough that nobody else will care. Little does the audience know, but as a as a audio podcast, but Stephen does the <laughs> thumb on the nose thing. All I, the, yeah. Every yeah. has been doing it for years. Like, oh no, yeah, I, the entire that's time. How I like Just, <laughs> remember to tell if I have to tell somebody something that I can't tell them immediately. Yes, the nose reason, to remember. I tap my nose. Um, but I also do every single like description I give. There are hand gestures, dear listeners. There are so many hand gestures. <laughs> yep. You should have seen what he said when he said Whirly Bird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Steven was just smacking that ass. Um, oh no, that was definitely uh, helicopter, like miming, like a meat spin. Like yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, though, so yeah, that's the... That was all in flashback. Malin looks on to Grimton and Auric. Grimton's still shutting the bag. Makes eye contact with Auric. Purposeful eye contact. Auric purposely gives the nose tap. Give me a performance check. Performance, you said? 12. You don't remember which finger you said you would touch your nose with. And you pick one, and you do it. Maylen turns back into the crowd and then begins to walk forward to Morlinde as the giant elk and makes purposeful contact with Morlinde. Touches her nose with her thumb. So now Morlinde, as the big elk, uh, begins a slow, majestic uh, walk out into out of the chapel area into the main area i mean it's like like you said one big room but it's kind of sequestered and so that crowd starts to gather um and i keep walking everybody floods Uh, i'm assuming you guys kind of gather in the ooh ah crowd yes Mm -hmm. i imagine all and myself are probably hanging around towards the back of this crowd when she gets to the doors and they're kind of propped open I'm going to thaumaturgy to just, like, slam them wide open. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback. Mama Geldream says, At that point, everybody's going to be walking outside the chapel. You could theoretically hang back and do anything that you wanted for at least a couple minutes, right? Probably. Yeah. Is there anything that you would want to do inside the chapel? Inside the reliquy tower? I feel like there was at some point. Yeah, but that also increases our risk our risk of being caught. Um and then like that is a secondary escape that we could have to make. This this could hurt us either way. Once Alaris has destroyed the scrying mirrors, at some point they're going to to try to fix those and they're going to look back through the past to figure out when and where and why they broke and they will have seen us come in at least like we we might not it'd be hard to say whether we'd be the prime suspect and what they'd be suspecting us of but like we will be on a list of people who hypothetically done something Maylin says you don't think that the five new individuals that happened to be at the Matins service are going to be the prime list of suspects? You don't think that the Celadrin seat's going to pull import, pull an investigation to try to figure out who these people were and go th- back through the list of guards? I agree completely. And We gotta do it, we gotta do it. We, so, by we I mean, Ulrich and myself, after the congregation is marching out, have to find wherever they keep these things and destroy them. Alright, Grimton, let's go. You you can figure out where they are. It's that room. Yeah, down that hallway, through the gift shop, there's 
this is your op also an opportunity for you to loot the hell out of this gift shop. <laughs> There's an exit to the vine-draped cloister between the bishop's residence and the at the Seljan seat and the reliquy tower. Down that hallway are two doors, one on each side, and then it ends in a T. Uh, there are four doors total. So one on either side of that vertical shaft of the T, the hallway that you're looking down. And then two doors on the far side at the top of the T. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking down the hall to the left, uh, to the top part of the T, is the shadow of an unseen figure cast onto the wall. You can assume that there's a door there that leads to the cloister and at the end of the T's crossbar. Down the hall to the right, on the other side, you bet there's another door, and as I said earlier, you could assume that's the other door on the crossbar of the T, which uh, you know from the ambulatory leads to the public. So that's how the monks get in and out through their like secluded little hallway. Somewhere in those four doors, down which Ulrich, you noticed a uh, one of the scrying mirrors that actually you don't know whether or not it was hit by Alaris's magic missile. Down that hallway, in one of those four doors, is the stronghold. If I'm imagining this properly, the the shadow, the the figure who is casting a shadow, would not be able to see necessarily. Uh, two of the doors, the ones that are like correct, not okay. Yes. So we're definitely going to be checking those first. I scooch on up the hallway. I'm just going to try to turn one of the, those doorknobs of the one that, that that person can't see and see if I can even open the door. I would be coming up to the first door on my left before I hit the cross section of the T. Great. I'm not throwing it open, I'm literally just turning the knob real quiet and slow yes. just to see if I can even, op if, if it even would. It is locked. It probably means it's important. Yeah, I would attempt the same thing directly across. Looking from the bottom of the T, Auric went bottom left, you're going bottom right. Yes. You turn the doorknob and the door does not creak open. It silently glides open like a well-hung door. And inside are vessels and sacred texts and candles and other accoutrements. Um, Grimton, you know this to be a sacristy where those objects are placed. I quietly close the door back up. Flashback. <laughs> Malin says, you're sure you want to waste time closing the door? I guess it wouldn't matter. Flash forward. Grimton stops halfway through closing the door and looks at Ulrich and goes, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so the door is halfway ajar. <laughs> of the total of six doors, the four unchecked ones would be um, one at either side of the uh, cross piece of the T. Facing and out, yes. Facing yep. out, yes. And then two on the top side of the T, kind of near the middle. Correct. And there is what is likely to be one person standing on the left side of the T in the hallway. That yes. we can see their shadow. Okay. Flashback. Alaris, do you have a spell or something that can quickly incapacitate a person? Uh, yeah, I have one that I just learned, actually. Not necessarily kill, just like, you know, hold them or something. I have one called Hold Monster. Yeah, I have Hold Person. Morlinda, you have... You can do that? Yeah, it's it like makes them not move for a little bit. Grimton takes a ring off his hand and like looks at you like, can you cast that into this uh, for me? Yes. That's going to be probably invaluable. And you do. <laughs> Part of this idea of stealth involves maybe not alerting anyone that there was ever some kind of problem and incapacitating a person that person is like gonna talk about it and it's going to be part of the incident and the goal is to not alert any but suspicion. But they could have just been paralyzed by the 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 grace of being graced by uh... a... <laughs> they're not in a to they're in a totally different area. That's what's so amazing. They felt the presence without even seeing them. Yeah. May I suggest something? Yes. Alaris, you're outside at this point, right? Yeah. For the plan? 
How about you swoop around into the cloister? And how about you open the door? Or something, and distract this guard? Well, that does sound like <laughs> something I could potentially do. Just um, literally walk in and be like, man, <laughs> I am super lost. Like, I don't know how I got in here. We already discussed um, that the Unseen Servant was around, so I'll just have the Unseen Servant open the door. Flash forward. Grimton and I, here's what I'm imagining. We're like almost about to like enter the hallway. We're like just around the corner. Mm -hmm. um, and when we hear the disturbance of the door opening, what, what in the nine hells? She turns around and you watch the shadow disappear. Lock eyes for just a second and know this is our moment. And we're both gonna like scooch forward right quick to try to open each of the doors. Like I got the one on the left, Grimton's got the one on the right. From outside Alaris, you can see that she's like looking around and you don't know if you have a lot of time. I'm gonna have the Unseen Servant close the door behind her and then locks it. You hear her running back and you uh, hear the what the, what the heck? What in the night the hell is going on? And uh, you hear her um, shouting and grumbling and cursing to herself. Uh, Grimton and Ulrich, you walk up to the right and left doors, uh, top right and top left doors, um, respectively. And Ulrich, your top left door opens easily. This is where, mm -hmm. uh, this is the vestiary. This is where the priests and clerics come to, like, keep and put on their robes. Um, mm. Most of the hangers are empty, but there are a few there, and there is theoretically a place to hide, if you wanted to, in this room. Grimton, your door does not open. It is locked. I would like to use the cape of uh, Mountbank to teleport to the other side of the door. Perfect. And then silently unlock it. <laughs> you know exactly where you're headed. And yeah, I don't have to see it. I just, it's I, a foot or two on the other side of the door. Yep. Yeah. Inside is a guard. I knew it! Who is sitting in front of a bank of scrying mirrors. And there's like six or seven of these all uh, tilted at her like, like a security room. Uh, sure, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, all full of them. Uh, and she is asleep in the dark room. The only light in this room are, is the light coming off of the scrying mirrors. There are wires that come from each of those mirrors that connect to uh, a port of some sort. And inside that port, you see a drive with some sort of uh, tile-shaped, bright-colored square. Does it look like the kind of thing I could, like kind of wheedle out or is it pretty pretty stuck in there you give me an investigation check i also like unlocked the door is it a is it a drive of flash a stick of thumb no well, no 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 it's more like a uh a drive of floppy ah you said this is an investigation check yes and give me stealth rolls both of you 21 is my investigation <laughs> oh, still, still, this is oh, this is y'all ready for this score? Uh, my, hold um, on, can we take best bets first? Like what we think it's gonna be? Twenty-seven. Uh, yep, my guess is twenty-seven. Um, uh, I'll take the over by one, Price is Right style. I okay, twenty-eight. I think it's gonna be like thirty. Thirty. A dirty thirty. Thirty-five. Interesting. What is it? Thirty-four. Ah. Oh. Oh. The base roll is a 16, I have an eight stealth, and then Morlinde's thing gives me plus 10. Well done, Sarah. <laughs> Congratulations, you won Price of Right for Auric stuff. As I should. You are uh, unseen and unheard. She is fast asleep. With your investigation check, that was uh, very high, you notice that there is a tiny hole next to this uh, tile-shaped, bright-colored square. Something something demands to be inserted here. Paperclip size hole. I'm now like frantically just like digging through, like trying to, to come up with any, anything that I have that is that small that I can poke into this little hole. And I'm also like, Steven the player is genuinely trying to think of anything that I would have. Grimton, give me a perception check or an investigation check, whichever is higher. I guess perception, so 15? You see a 
paperclip sitting right next to the hole because they do this every day. They come in and they change the floppy sure. disk. Sure, so. gotcha. So I'm like frantically tapping all over myself looking for something. Grimton is going then... to bend down and pick up the paperclip and put it in the hole. It pushes it down. So uh, yeah, I grab that and then I make like a like, let's go gesture to, to Grimton and we sneak out the door. Flashback. If you find a device that is recording everything, it might be good to replace it with a new one in the pl- in the hole, so that way it looks like no one, you know, just took it while the person was asleep. Oh, you know, that just, makes sense. Like, yeah, put another like one that. in there, and yeah. it might just be like, oh, somebody somebody forgot to or changed too early or something. We missed yeah. it a little bit. Gotcha. Right. Sure. Flash forward. So I'll just do a quick scan of the room and see if I see anything like that. I guess this would be you perception. Do. There, there are other... There, there are discs of floppy. There are discs yeah. of floppy um, about. You can see some of them are... Many of them are labeled with a, uh, a felt-tipped <laughs> a quill. alcohol-based <laughs> ink brush. So I take one of these and just like stick it back in, close the little thing, mm-hmm. and then we start, we start leaving. Great. And we, we gently close the door so it's not to arouse any suspicion. Yep, I see them come out the door and uh, I bolt uh, into the nearest woods and then head in the direct, once I'm in the woods, head in the direction of that other building so I can kind of come around the back. All right, flashback. Brogans. Yeah, meet up behind the Brogans. In the alley behind the Brogans. We're in the alley behind the Brogans? In the alley behind the Brogans. They're closed. That doesn't mean yeah, I guess they are there. closed. Uh... Okay. <laughs> if you insist. Yeah. Smash cut to the three of you, Ulrich, Grimton, and Alaris, walking forward into the light of the Imperial Embassy. So where are your, where are your friends? Uh, they they went into the service. We were just kind of here for them, so we're just waiting yeah. on them to be done. They went to the midnights. And at that moment, Maylin and Morlande arrive. Oh look, yeah, here they are. Did you enjoy your trip? Yeah, it was a little, I'm a little sleepy, but it was a really nice service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything was cool. Gonna roll an insight check. I rolled an 18. Give me deception checks, everybody. <laughs> This is the moment it all like goes terribly right here. This is it. Deception check. 17. Five. 16. 13. The guard kind of looks up into the sky. Didn't I just hear the matins bell? Why'd you go to the matins service? It's more intimate. The quarterly was a little crowded. Yeah, it was. I wanted to see what it was like in some of the other services. And um, this was a really spiritual time. Uh, We saw some really cool stuff. So uh, as far as my spiritual education, uh, I thought it was a great time to come. And I was rewarded. Plus, we got stuff to do later today. Like, just the morning was the best time. The guard stands, moves to stand squarely in front of the door and holds out their palm. (sighs) That's a mighty nice cape you're wearing, (sighs) half-elf. I'm gonna reach inside and pull off one of the, uh, the rando pockets. (laughs) Roll that table for me, buddy. (laughs) Well, I I rolled a 36, which is a, uh, a wooden ladder ladder 24 feet long (laughs) uh, that I just pull out of this cape. Check out this sweet ladder! <laughs> um. Uh-huh. Try that again. Yeah, whatever. I'll try one more time. <laughs> that was a 40? Um. Which is another, another ladder. wooden ladder, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, it looks like this book is useless unless you really need no, ladders. No, no. Yes. What a useless this is cloak. A cloak of, this is a cloak of useless items. Would you like ah. instead? The cloak of useful ladders. I'll take the silver and the ladders. <laughs> All right. We need ladders. 
For, hey, man. Hey, none of your don't business. Don't be prying into someone else. Yeah. <laughs> this man's got perfectly legitimate ladder business here. Like He's got two 20-foot ladders now. Yep. I, that's not... That are his business. I've got to go all. steal the Godfinder. <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> Good luck with that, homie. I just want you to know I'm suspicious of that, okay? I give him... 20 silver. I have no idea. So 20 bucks and a couple of ladders, though. Like, whatever. You know, I was actually in the market for these ladders. These are nice ladders. But what I really needed is 50 foot worth of ladders. And these are not quite. These are two 24 foot long ladders. So it's 48 feet well, worth of ladders. Well, some money so you can buy two more feet or the materials to create two more feet of ladders. Can you rip off one more? One more what? <laughs> One more pocket. One more. Um, <laughs> I I rip off the ten foot pole po pocket. <laughs> mm, this will work. I'll take it. And after that kerfuffle, you go in through the embassy. These are Pandaminian guards, right? Because they're at the embassy. Yes. Bastards. Flashback. So I guess that's where I'm gonna say goodbye to you then. Yeah, I guess so. What are, where are you going to go? What are you going to do after this? I'm thinking Triumph. Alright. Cool. Then after that, Zadal? Alright. Yeah. Just, you know, be sure to write. Of course. Flash forward. So, uh, Maylon says, I, I, I know that we officially had a goodbye kiss earlier but I didn't know how that was going to swing and right now we've got a little bit of time uh can I uh can I uh can we of course and it's everything that you'd want it to be heck yeah and then she walks over to the portal she pulls the lever y'all flash forward to uh the Azure Keep Nexby is waiting there engine a running on the tyrant's bay. All right. All right, next speed. I guess we get in and go. Time to find a princess. <laughs> <laughs>